Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Sales Ninja Show. Today we have our Friday Take My Money Q&A hot seat. And uh, just to let you guys know, for those of you who are watching for the first time, this is the Sales Ninja Show that we have training twice every single week, Tuesdays and Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please mark your calendars for Tuesdays and Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Tuesdays are going to be the sales training to teach you sales strategies to help you get unstuck. And Friday is the hot seat, take my money Q&A to help coaches, course uh, creators, and entrepreneurs like yourself get unstuck in real time. So today we're going to continue to increase your value by helping you get unstuck in your sales process, sales objections, and anywhere else that you're uh, stuck. And I wanted to uh, introduce to you in just a moment our uh a beautiful guest, uh, Faye Lima, and um, I'm going to have her introduce herself in just a moment. She's an incredible entrepreneur, but before we do that, we're going to roll the intro. Okay, everyone, welcome to the uh, Friday Take My Money Hot Seat Q&A. We have our special guest, Faye. And if you can just introduce yourself, Faye, to with who you are, where you're from, maybe how we met and who you helped, that'd be fantastic. Hi, everyone. And hi, Jay. Thank you so much for giving me this hot seat. I'm very excited about it. So my yeah, name so is, <laughs> uh, it's Fernanda Furman, Fernanda Lima Furman. I'm from Brazil, former architect. And in the past three years, I start doing live events, uh, virtual events, summits and live launches, five-day challenges. And I fell in love with it, decided to actually transfer all my skills from architecture into this new online world. And uh, I live in San Diego now, the way I met Jay um, online. I can't remember exactly when, but the first time I talked to Jay, I was like, oh my gosh, he is solid. His, yeah, his strategies were amazing. And then he became a speaker in my summit and what he shared with the audience was just mind-blowing. It was amazing. So I'm very excited to be here today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. So give it up for Faye, uh, who is our hot seat Q&A uh, coach to help her get unstuck in her sales process. Um, if you guys are new to the show, again, this is a sales ninja show where we do training. And if you want to know more about how you can get in the hot seat, comment hot seat uh, in the comments below and we'll get one of our team members to schedule you, you in. We're getting booked in pretty quickly. And guess what? People are getting in the hot seat. They're getting breakthroughs not only in their sales, but they're getting massive breakthroughs in their mindset. So if you're looking to get into the hot seat with the sales ninja where we're going to help you get unstuck, comment hot seat. If you're watching live, give us the hashtag live. If you're watching the replay, give us the hashtag replay. And comment below and let us know what city you're tuning in from so we can see where our guests are tuning in from. So I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our Sales Ninja Live uh, show coaches. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Jim Beard and Molly have both been amazing at creating and setting up the Sales Ninja show. If you're interested in getting your Sales Ninja show or your own show off the ground, comment I want a show and the Visibility Hacking team will be in touch with you. Um, and you can look at their uh, website at visibilityhacking.com for more information. If you guys are looking for free sales tips and resources, there's uh, in the guide section a whole bunch of resources that can help move the needle in your business. So please join my free Facebook group at group.gosalesninja.com. 
Okay, so Faye, thank you for joining us. I know that uh, you had done amazing work in the Summitpreneur. I think there was something called the Launchpreneur. Is that a rebranding or is it the same thing? So, yes. So it's the same thing, but I had to rebrand because the name Launchpreneur was already trademarked. Oh. So, yes, um, there was an opportunity. Like, I, there was a chance for me to get to use that name, but the the weight and I, it was just not worth it for me to go through it. So I just decided to get a new name. That's where the summit printer came about. Awesome. And did you get the domain uh, access to that as well? Or yes, yes. And now we actually, uh, we changed the company. That's the summit printers. It's the name of our events and our group, but um, our business is called summit to scale where we leverage summits to, uh, scale business with books repurposing into podcasts and to live shows and to different, you know, segments afterwards. So it's an evergreen money-making machine. Okay. I know you skipped through that because you do this day in and day out for the rest of the people who are watching and watching the replay. Uh, you said a lot right there. So you talked about doing this summitpreneur where you do this live launch um, and you, did you say after the event is over that there's books and podcasts and different opportunities? What can you kind yes. of share so, what that's all about? Yes, yes, absolutely. So what we do is we plan our summits and our client summits, uh, depending on what they want to do with that summit, uh, you know, after the summit is over. Because a lot of people think the summit is just putting an event and then you collect emails and that's it. Or you make a few sales here and there, but actually... That summit doesn't have to be, you know, put it away. You actually can repurpose that summit into a one-year content. Depending how we structure the event, you can also write a book from the show, from the summit. You can also have podcasts created from the, from the summit. So depending on what your goal is, we will create a plan. So for the year interviews, so the year you know, done in a way that you can repurpose later for different, different things. Okay. I don't know if you guys understand this, but there's a lot of people that do live launches and summits and um, webinars and challenges. I think what Faye just said kind of blew my mind. And I don't know if you guys realize out there, um, coaches, course creators, entrepreneurs, high ticket space that, you know, the whole idea of these live events, typically they kind of stop there. And then you hope for the sale on the either live event or the virtual um, uh, event. But what, what Faye is saying, which is kind of like the USP, the unique selling point is the ability to repurpose even a year's content, 12 months in like a very, very short time. I'm guessing it's like a couple of days, if not a week, um, where you can write a book, you can launch a podcast and really uh, gain unlimited lead flow to continue to uh, close more sales and boost your revenue. Does that sound about right? Yes, yes, you got it. You got it right. Yes. Because I know that my first two summits, you know, what I was taught to do was just like, just focus on an email list, you know, grow your email list, but which is great. But at the same time, like that summit, it's doesn't live anywhere. And because the way one of my summits was created in the word on the contract, I could not sell the summit afterwards, I could not make any money from the summit afterwards because of some of the speakers on the contract did not agree. So oh. that's why it's important to have that in mind before you get started so that mm -hmm. your contract will reflect what your intentions are for this event afterwards. 
Wow. So for those of who, us who are new to the Summitpreneur uh, or live launches and these, um, you know, the, the aftermath, because I, I think it's a, a very unique uh, selling point that you have, which is really powerful. What kind of case studies, results, uh, email uh, list um, uh, and, and revenue ha have, have people experienced, if any, if you can share that, if you don't mind? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to start with my first case, which is my own. Uh, when my first summit started, I had I came from architecture, from doing zero online world. Nobody knew who I was. Uh, we did an event. We did our first summit. Over a thousand people on my email list in less than a week because my funnel got broken, uh, and I had my funnel with this company that my funnel was down for over a week. So what? in less than a week, yes, in less than a week. When my speakers were promoting, I got over 1,000 people in my email list. And this was not just a simple email list. With people there were actually replying back to me and saying, thank you for putting this event together. Now, my Facebook group grew from overnight, from zero, I'm nobody, to over 500 people. Overnight. And 500 people for what? From not, nothing. Like just from the summit, because the, the way that uh, we build the call to action, the way that we, you know, we plan the whole event as they were coming in and they are joining the Facebook group. Um, overnight, we had about over 500 people in our uh, Facebook group. So, so you grew overnight uh, a, new, a Facebook group to over 500 new members. Over 500. Yes. Wow. So and that is where we talk about the importance of aligning yourself with the right speakers, with your mission, starting with your mission. Because when the speakers are in, enrolled in your mission and your audience in, understands why you're doing what you're doing and they don't feel like you're just trying to grow their email, your email list, they are more likely to get involved and to participate and to promote for you. So that was my first one. And uh, we didn't sell anything on that summit zero and we had a list of about 10 people that actually uh one person that during the event reached out and wanted to buy from us saying what do you guys sell i trust you so much and that was in the health space um healthy home show was the name of the, the show so that was my first one and we had about eighty thousand dollars in sales not coming directly from the summit but because the way the summit was built Afterwards, we were able to reach out to the audience and sell about $80,000 in products. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you just let me pause and hold that thought. That's amazing. So is this the same summit that broke your funnel, that gave you the 1,000 emails, the 500 new Facebook groups overnight, and you didn't sell anything, but you're saying you made $80,000 from that? Yeah, so we didn't, we didn't have an offer for the summit. And you made $80,000 without making an offer and pitching a sale? Yes. But I thought you said there was only one person that bought. During the summit. Okay. When we were doing, they reach out to us and they're like, what do you guys sell? Because they were expecting us to make, you know, an offer and we did yeah. it. Yeah. So she was like, what do you guys sell? I want to buy from you guys because yeah. I trust you. Yeah. Uh, so the level of trust was so huge during our show that people after the show was over, there was no offer. They, I, I, actually feel like I did them a disfavor because they were ready to buy. They needed the solutions we offered, but I didn't make an offer. 
because what my agreement with my speakers, some of my speakers, is that I was not going to sell during the summit. So that's why it's important to know what you're doing uh, when you're doing a, an event and you're partnering up with other people uh, to set the expectations and to know what are the possibilities for you to make money and what everybody's getting from it. So after the event was over, people in the Facebook group, we continue to you know nurture people in a Facebook group and the people that were there started reaching out to us and they wanted to buy our water filtration systems. So they start reaching out, can you send it to me? Can you do you know consultation over the phone? Can you help me with this? So the sales came afterwards because the event was basically to build trust. Mm. So they came after us afterwards. We, you know, we didn't make an offer. They came after us. So you, you uh, sold $80,000 post-summit without selling. And they asked you for the sale. They came up to you because you had built so much trust, put such an amazing summit printer together. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what's the challenge now? <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> sorry that we took so long to get there. I am actually... Um, I've known you for a little bit and I'm, I'm, I feel like you've just been continually evolving and growing and your solution keeps getting better and better. It actually seems like a completely almost brand new beast of a solution in a good way. <clears throat> yes. I feel like the, the challenge now it's that before I was doing summits for ourselves and that was, you know, that was great. But when it came down for me to offer that solution to my clients uh, and putting myself out there, there was at the beginning, it was a lot of lack of trust on, you know, why would they buy from me? Uh, they haven't heard from me as mm -hmm. a client buying the solution, like for me to do their summits for them, right? Mm -hmm. Or doing their challenges for them. Why would they hire me when there's other companies out there that are doing the same thing? So I started the comp, you know, the comparison game, like why me and not them. And I was always low pricing because I wanted to get the client. So then afterwards I start, you know, to get all the, the, the testimonials, which that's what you teach, which is amazing. And I love your way of getting testimonials much better than the way I was doing. Uh, but by getting the testimonials, I heard that what they're saying was not even sharing, like some of my clients with, you know, with their events, they have made over six, uh, figures in one event multiple times, multiple, with your summit? uh, with the pulse summit doing live launches. And because there's, you can sell during the summit, but if you have a high ticket, we recommend that you have an event right after that you can actually guide the people into that event and then you sell the high ticket in there. But, um, and there's different ways of doing that. There's no one size fits all, but on the, on the five day challenges, you know, multiple times my clients were getting six figure sales with their high ticket uh, programs. But for me, I didn't know how to really put myself out there. My challenge right now, it's really, when I get on the call, it's easier, but getting on that call with the client, mm -hmm. I work, you know, a lot of my clients come from referral, mm -hmm. but I don't put myself out there. Why not? I, that's a mindset, right? Mm -hmm. I, I 
love, I'm very extrovert, but when oh, it are. comes uh -huh. down, yeah, very extra. Like I can go to a party by myself yeah. and make friends with everybody. Me too. But <laughs> when it comes to being in front of a camera by myself and talking to the world that mm -hmm. it doesn't feel natural to me. It feels natural mm -hmm. like this, talking. So creating that content, it's, you know, it's live content, which I know it's what converts. It's the, the hard part for me. Uh, creating the content? The live content, like the okay. videos going live, you know, weekly and just talking me and the camera. Hmm. You should talk to Jim and Molly that has created this show for me because they do a content strategy that uh, is a 12-month content strategy that you can create in two months. I oh, Sorry, not two months, two hours. Two hours, okay. um, which is unbelievable. So then you could have an unlimited, uh, you know, uh, content strategy so that every single week, uh, I go twice a week and I've gone for, I think, the last three or four weeks. And there is just an unlimited end of potential uh, in terms of value and fire that you can bring um, to your prospects, to your clients, to, you know, people who are on the fence, to people who didn't buy, but are interested now, or the timing is right. Um, anyways, yeah. that's a whole nother thing, but, um, because you said you're really good as an extrovert, but not good live, um, just in front of the camera, uh, that might be an idea for you. So if you're interested in that, I can make an introduction for you. Yes, 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 please. Thank you. Okay. And one of the things that for me, um, I am not, I haven't got that for the past five months, but one of the things that I got constantly was the, okay, I'm going to interview three more people to, you know, to help me produce my summit. And then I will get back to you. That, uh, that right there, I didn't know how to overcome, you know, and of course, on the call, I would try to ask them why. If I was the first one, it was the hardest. Am I the first one that you're talking to? And and I know that's a lot to do with trust, but having that converse that's that's the only conversation that was kind of awkward for me. It's when they say, I'm gonna talk to three other people, I'm gonna interview three other people, and I will get back to you. Oh, are you talking about the shopping around for other summit or live? Co uh, coaches or launch coaches whatever yes making that offer to them that was like that was the the hardest you know like when i'm on the phone on the sales call on the discovery call and uh i i give them my price and they said okay thank you so much i i have three more interviews to do with other summit producers and i will get back to you and that's okay. the part that's that the part <laughs> that i go yeah. like okay i can respect that <laughs> Okay, so let's say hypothetically and take an educated guess that out of 10 of those people that say they need to talk to different people, more people, other summit producers, what percentage out of, let's say, 10 of those people, how many of those ended up closing? Do you know? 60%, I would say. Yeah, it's more than half. Okay, that's a really good conversion rate for follow-up and uh, chasing after people. Now, is your what's your follow-up process look like? So let's say they are going to talk to three more summit producers. Um, what's your follow-up process? How long does it take? And do you know, on average, how long did it take to close that sales cycle? 
So usually I send an email immediately, a uh, very personal email, like a written email, not a template. I send them an email, uh, discuss a little bit what you know we talked on the call, make it very personal, and then just say thank you for the opportunity. And then I let them know that I will follow up with them in two days. So then I wait two days and I follow up with them in two days. And then I say, hey, uh, sometimes it's on a DM if they contacted me from DM or if it is an email, uh, you know, I would contact them on email first. And then I will say I will send you a DM. And then if if I'm sending a DM, I say I'm going to, you know, uh, send you an email as well. So I let them know that I'm going to follow up in a different uh, channel. And I just say, hey, you know, I understand you wanted to chat with three more people just want to you know follow up with you and see if you if there is anything I can support you moving forward and um, I always end with the question and very like because they come to me they kind of already know me a little bit um, they usually are very fast to respond either yes or no if they say let's say I'm thinking about it I'm still on the fence I don't know then I ask them to be on the call with me again I would love to get on the call with you and so we can go over some of the things you have learned from other uh, producers so I can help you compare because I know it's hard to compare services out there. And um, very often they would say, yes, okay, let's do that. And when they say, no, not right now, I already know they're, you know, they don't want to do it. They just some kind of embarrassed to say no. Uh, and that's my last follow up. If they say yes, I would send them a calendar for them to book another call. And I try to make that call available as soon as possible. So I would say I have today at this time and tomorrow at this time, which date is better for you. Um, and then I send them the calendar. Um, but my closing rates are good because I'm dealing with a lot of warm people. But when it comes to cold audience, when somebody that, you know, it's somebody cold, that's when they usually ask for, you know, time to think about it or uh, they ask for, you know, uh, or they say that they're going to be re talking to other people. So on the amazing, by the way, I love your follow up process. So on your 60 percent conversion rate on the warm audience, when they do not buy on the spot, but you said, I think you said 60 percent of them convert uh, post call. Um, how long is the sales cycle um, for the average for them to say yes? It's usually very quick because um, they wanted to host their summits or their challenges like yesterday. And some of them, what I do is I just tell them, you know, I need at least four weeks to prepare for your challenge. If they are already experienced, they have already done something. So I will give that timeline based on what I learned about them so that I would give them, I, I need at least, if we don't close by tomorrow, I would not be able to take you in as a client. And I, I never lie. That's always like, I, that's the max that I can, you know, uh, work. So, um, and that's when they either give me a yes or no, but the cycle is, it's very short. It never goes like for a month or two. If you gave me an average number of days from three or four days at the most, is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And what's your close rate on close audience, like a, a cl ice cold uh, lead? So, um, I would say 
that's about 30% on the close, uh, on the cold audience. On the warm audience, it's basically the past three months has been 100%. Uh, on the cold audience, I would say 30%. Gotcha. Okay, so... Uh, hmm, I had couple... three calls and only one close, so... <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, what for the other two people that didn't buy, why, why were the, what were the reasons? Uh, one of them uh, said that she doesn't need all the things that I'm offering because she has people that can do funnels that can do different, you know, parts of what I do. And so she wanted somebody that's more like on demand service kind of person. And I, I don't do that. It, it's either the whole thing or I don't do pieces and, you know, matching pieces anymore. So that's that's one of the, the reasons. Um, the other one, she thought the price was way above what she expected. Um, she thought that her VA could do it for the same price, for, for less, the same thing for less. Um, and that's when I start changing my proposals because my proposal was basically a project timeline <laughs> with all the tasks in there that I was offering. So I changed that. Um, so she got that from me. And then she said her VA could do um, could do the summit. But then mm -hmm. she came back to me after that summit. Um, and we're talking right now to do her next summit. Oh, so the girl didn't close. She she wasn't able to successfully launch it. Now she's coming to talk no. to you again? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. So we have a call next week. Nice. So what would it take to get her from no decision to a yes based on what you know about her and the price and the VA and all that stuff. So the price actually went up since last time we talked. So mm -hmm. she's going to have another price shock again yeah. um, because it's not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm still thinking how I'm going to approach that call because okay. I didn't want to go from the pay, the place of see a VA cannot do what I do. There's more involved, but I really want to go to a place where I'm glad that you're making this right decision right now, even though, you know, there's a lot that has been done. Let's see what we can repurpose for what you did done, like graphics, maybe the branding's ready, but coming from a place of understanding, but also, you know, that expectation the comparison with the VA and the expectation that I might be doing things on demand. Like I need this done right now. Like you would talk to a VA. So here's a couple of thoughts for you. If you have a notepad and a paper to help you close, um, let's say double at least 50% of your cold and then increase your warm follow-up from 60% to let's say mm -hmm. 70, 80%. <clears throat> so any, any bump in, your close rate for any and all of the above is going to be a wonderful thing for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so think about the pain and the dream. Okay. So for this particular person uh, that didn't buy, that is on the call with you, they said that their VA could do it. Obviously that didn't work out. They're on the call with you next week. The price has increased since we last talked. That was, a, that was the issue last time. So now it's a double shock, which might give her a heart attack metaphorically. So mm -hmm. that might be a that might be a double no, and then she's gonna try to figure out another way to do it because maybe 
because of her mindset. Maybe it's scarcity, maybe it's poverty, maybe it's just uh, just a lot of different things. Who knows what she's going through? Um, it could be very easily a a hard no, if that makes sense, especially with the price increase and depending on how much it's increased as well. What you can do is use a sticker shock and say, so listen, and let's call her Faye, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Since we last talked, um, you know, you had mentioned that your VA could do it and the price was way above what you thought. How did that go? You know it didn't work out, but you're just going to say, how did that go? Because you want to understand and hear their heart and their problems and their pain. So they could say, hey, listen, you know, I did give my VA this SOP or what I thought could be the summit printer launch. And not only did she drop the ball, she didn't understand the languaging. She didn't understand the marketing message. She couldn't even get the nuances and the emails and the marketing towards the graphics. Everything was just kind of off. And so we did this um, mock launch and it fell flat. No one showed up. And it's actually embarrassing. I feel like not only have I gone, gotten, gone backwards, I feel like it's actually hurt my brand. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's how did that go, right? Um, how long did it take your, you and your VA to do that? Okay. So she can say, uh, depending on how long you guys have talked, or maybe it's months, uh, she can say, well, it took, it took at least two to three months um and it still flopped and then you can say okay that's interesting because we could have had that successfully running up in less than four weeks so you actually wasted three months um, you've lost potential leads uh, growth in your audience increased nurturing and revenue on the actual summit and a lot of revenue lost post summit so let's say on average our clients are making ten thousand um, dollars mm-hmm. each month um, some people have made six figures, so it's a lot more than that. So conservatively, if they made $10,000 a month, you've lost not only $30,000 um, by not working with us. How much longer can you go? Like if you if you go another three months trying to figure this yourself out, um, you're looking at another $30,000. So you've actually wasted $60,000. And you're backwards again because you're hurting your brand, like you said. Um, your VA or other VAs or people that they're trying to hire is not getting it right. Mm-hmm. So I guess the real question is, I mean, why are we on the call today? I want you to share with me why we're on the call. Oh, I love that. Yes. There's and yeah, I love the question, you know, like, um, <laughs> um, what, like the time that it took them to produce this event because the time it's, it's huge. It's a huge, you know, it, it's a huge piece of it. And also the time that she put it on managing her VA instead of, you know, taking out of what her money-making activities are into managing a project that she doesn't know how to do. Cause she's gonna, she's the manager. It's not her VA who is the manager. So she's mm-hmm. actually, you know, had to um, manage her VA. So I love that question. You said, yeah, how long did and, it took you and your VA, VA to yeah. do this? And, and you can even dive in deeper and say, how long did you take each week to manage her? And she goes, oh my God, it was like, it, she really didn't get it. I was spending at least two hours a day. So over five days, that's 10 hours per week. Um, and in a month, that was 40 hours a month times three months. That was 120 uh, hours a month. I mean, in the three months. So I, 
I, I just wasted so much time and money. It was really, uh, and actually, Faye, you actually mentioned that the, the, the dream that you had was to be able to vacation because um, you wanted to take your family um, on this dream vacation that you needed about $20,000. You know, we probably would have had you at thirty to 60000 by now. Mm-hmm. So we would have we would have had you at like at least at the amount that you're looking for, if not triple that amount. So how much longer do you want to waste? How much how much more money do you want to lose? Mm-hmm. Like our price has so, gone up. So do you think that uh, going on the direction of how much money do you still want to waste or go in a direction of by working with us? I can save you those 30 hours that you put towards how much do you charge per hour? And then, I don't know, maybe she says $500 an hour. So times, you know, 30 hours that you're going to put, how much do you think that working with me would save you that time that you can put back in your business and generate money and, you know, I'll have this stress. Because that's another thing too, is the stress of, is it working? How, you know, the link is broken. How do I fix a broken link? How do I, all the tech part of it, that if they don't know how to do it, YouTube is not going to do it. It's experience that <laughs> that helps. It's not just YouTube, right? Um, so do you think that going on that angle is also a good angle? Like showing that working with us, will actually put money in her pocket by saving her that many hours multiplying yeah. what she makes yeah i think i think um if you're brief and amazing instead of like going into the weeds too much so you can say something like you spent over 120 hours over three months probably more uh and if you value your time at say at how much did you say you valued your time at per hour what was it what was yeah. the hourly amount oh i said 500 okay so if we do the math at 120 hours over three months um, and $500 an hour, you just um, spent $60,000 of your money and time. You've, so you've wasted money and you also lost time that you can't get back. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, okay, let me go out of role play. So you basically want to be able to say that uh, quickly without kind of like spending so much time in there. So 120 hours, you said you value time at $500 an hour. That's $60,000 that you've um, spent and you've actually lost 120 hours that you can't get back. Mm-hmm. Now, if you try to spend the next three months doing that, you're looking at over $120,000. Um, so yes. How, how much time are you looking at trying to waste and how much money are you trying to lose on the table that you could have had today if we had made that decision? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that kind of conversation because then when I give her my price, it's going to be a no brainer. Like this is just a fraction. Right. So that could be stick a shock. So maybe let's say it's, I don't know, $30,000 from, I don't know, $20,000 just, just for hypothetical and like, holy smokes, that's a $10,000 increase since we last spoke. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's going to continue. It's going to continue to go up. It's actually gone uh, up four times in the last 18 months because we're getting incredible results. We've got amazing case studies. People are not only making their investment back, they're making, you know, two, five, sometimes 10 X their investment uh, within a very, very short time. Mm-hmm. Um, as your very Did last you resort. Mention... 
Do mm-hmm. you mention that you're also hiring more people? Is that something you mention in your conversations? Because that's one of the reasons, like I'm hiring a full-time copywriter, like a professional copywriter, um, not so a have, To give support for them? Yes, yes, to give them like best support. So is that something you mentioned as well? Like, And also like the, one of justifying the prices going up is also that we are bringing you know, in-house more people to support you better. Uh, I, yes. So I, I typically don't need that. Um, but if, if, if that is a pain point where they're saying, like, I guess the question is, do they care? Like, like, for example, is the reason why they're not buying the first time is because they didn't have a professional copywriter. And is that, if you tell them that they're going to get a professional copywriter to give them the quote unquote support, is that going to help? them make a decision or justify the price got it yeah so what i say is i don't work with vas like i don't have vas so uh i work with contractors that they do what they do well so that's part of you know my sales talk um so like i have a full-time uh manager that has been working with me for three for three years and i work with you know professionals that do what they do good in their in their uh, field. So that, that's one of the things that I, you know, I tell people because some of the experiences that happened to me as well is that they would delegate to a VA that I had to manage the work. It would took me longer to fix and to review things that would take me to just do it. Yeah. So yeah, in your sales process and your sales script, um, you can say that in the beginning on your initial call, and then you can remind them that, you know, of all the people that you shop with, um, whether they admit it or not, most, if not all of them are working with VAs mm-hmm. because they're they're not able to sacrifice their time um, to give the quality that you're looking for. So I I, provide, I I personally do not work with VAs. I hire professionals and I bring them into my dream team. I hire professional copywriters, professional managers, professional blah, 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 to give you the support to help you get the results. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, huh? And then I don't need to justify. I can just remind them, like as I mentioned to you in our first call, and not justifying why I'm right, you know, raising the price because nobody needs to know what my wife. Yeah, you your case studies are going to be the best form of um, justifying or handling objections uh, and the increase in price. So if you can rhyme off, um, you know, one, two, or three, depending on how much time you have, uh, look at the return that they got in. You know, the, the program paid for itself in the first seven days. The program paid for itself in the first 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. So, and then when you say those things, um, if you want to shorten the sales cycle and they're like, you know, ready to go, but it's just cash flow. Uh, if you want to, you can say, hey, listen, I don't normally do this. And I can do this maybe um, once or twice each month. And since we're towards the end of the month and you're really, really, um, a, a suitable client that we would love to help grow and scale. What I can do is since you got on the call and took the time, you know, uh, back, you know, a month ago or two weeks ago or whatever, or how many ever time, um, what I can do uh, if you're ready to rock and roll and, and uh, take action today is I can honor the legacy pricing that is no longer available to anyone. Um, that's only if you're ready to take action right now, you can pull that as a caveat Um I don't usually do that and I don't usually, ha- I don't usually have to, but if I know that they're ready to pull the trigger and let's say their credit card limit and their cash flow is only able to do 20,000, 
they can't do 30 or whatever. That's one thing that you can do, or you can do a payment plan and says, listen, we can spread it out uh, and make it doable or make it workable. But I, I don't use it as a, hey, let me throw it out and give it to you right away. I use it as a very, very last resort. Um, and typically I don't even offer it. Okay. But so one of the things that I have, um, that I have done last week is I actually sign up with a financial company. So that financial company is actually going to be able to finance and they just have to have a minimum score of 500 and something, which it yep. makes it, you know, I can, uh, my page is being built. That's if they say that's too much for me. Well, we have financing. You don't have to worry about it. And let, can I send you the page? And yep. so that's what I'm working on right now is that financing, you know, page for them to apply. Excellent. And that's a good, that's a good uh, strategy to catch, you know, a certain percentage of people that are not able to. The only challenge is if they have the credit score or not, if they do, then they can get approved and then they can get the uh, credit or the loan and then just find the terms or payments. They get the money up front and then they can pay you and then they pay that uh, financing company. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Oh. But I, I just, yeah, I love that idea of going back to that call, um, to the second call with her next week and really taking her back to the pain of not hiring me in the first place. Yeah, because I, I, and I typically say this, I mean, people are getting on the bus. It's just a matter of, can you afford the bus at this price? Because the, the bus is taking off and the prices are increasing. So we're not looking for clients. We're looking for case studies. You'd be an amazing case study. Um, are you ready to get on the bus? Mm -hmm. Now with the case studies, um, I'm going to have to ask for, you know, to get on the call with my clients again. Because when I ask them to send me um, a review or a feedback, even though they made 80,000 or they made like six figures, all of them have one thing in common, which is how I made them feel during the whole time. Um, that's like, you know, and I know people don't want to hear that. They want to hear just the numbers, but they don't want to hear you know, how they made them feel. Is that like a strong case study as well for the coaches to say, I was able to show up strong and I didn't have to worry any about anything. Everything was taken care of. I was supported or this is just blah, blah, blah. People don't care. For you know a case study. To be, to be really crass and honest people, a lot of them do not care. They just want results. Um, mm -hmm. The intangibles and the way that you made them feel, um, there may be a certain select few people that'd be like, that's exactly what I'm looking for in terms of the fit and the culture and the chemistry and working with people. I mean, that should be the leading thing. But unfortunately, in the world that we live in, people just want to know how they can make more money or get more leads or close more sales or increase their audience or grow their engagement. So the numbers, the metrics, the KPIs. That's what everyone's chasing after. It's the shiny object syndrome. So if you can do both, um, if you can do both well, or when you can do both well, then you got a slam dunk offer. Okay. Okay. So I just have to go back and ask them for the, you know, more specific numbers. Okay. I would build it into the sales process and in the contract saying um, that you, in exchange for this case study based pricing, um, you know, uh, when we help you get the results, it's just this pricing is available for you in exchange for a video testimonial and case study, right? And then mm -hmm. that's in the actual in the actual close, and then they know that it's recorded, it's in the contract, 
And then, you know, when they get results like the 80,000 or six figures, they know they're on the hook to give you that case study and you don't have to chase them. Cool. Cool. Okay. I love that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So hopefully that was helpful to you. Uh, we did go over by 16 minutes, but there's a lot of fire in here and we got muy caliente. Thank Faye you. Liva. Thank you. That was You're awesome. Absolutely crush it. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys are interested in taking one of the eight spots left in the Sales Ninja Pro Accelerator, which is a 12 week mastermind to help you get unstuck and to help you grow and scale. Typically I'm helping businesses 12, uh, sorry, 10 X in 12 months, uh, at least double their sales, um, typically double their close rates, um, double, if not five, 10 X their cash collected rates. If you guys are interested in just getting results really quick, but you got to work hard, you got to be coachable. I'm not looking for any complainers. I'm not looking for people who are fluent in whinies. I'm looking for people who are ready to show up and take massive action. So on that note, I want to thank uh, Faye to uh, take her time out of her busy schedule to be in here to share how she's been crushing it and helping coaches and entrepreneurs break their funnels, get a thousand emails overnight and grow their Facebook groups to 500 uh, members overnight. Um, please follow her. And uh, if you want any more information her, you can DM her as well. Um, again, if you want to be in the hot seat, just comment hot seat below and we will get you into the calendar. Um, and if you're needing any help with the sales, uh, just comment sales below. And I wanted to thank you guys as a close member to uh, know that sales without faith is dead. And my commission to you is to love and serve the world one person at a time so that you can sell more to give more. This I command. So on that note, I want to thank you guys and any last words, Faye, for the people out there for getting exposed and launching their summitpreneurs? Yeah. So one of the major things is if you want to make money with the summit, you need to also know what you're selling, have your strong offer, your strong, unique proposition, and also be good at selling because the sales don't, they don't end once the event is over. There's sales that the majority of the sales will happen after the event is over. So your help, your strategies will help them close the clients way faster than just making an offer during the event. So I know that you are the money making in between events. <laughs> Amazing. And I think uh, one thing that you guys can take home is that the Summitpreneur also has a post-sales process where you can post content, create books, uh, do podcasts, and you can have content for a whole year and you can continue to make uh, six figures or even more. So yes. thank you so much, Faye. That was thank really mind blowing for me. I know I need to get in a call with you to discuss how we can work together. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank on that, that note, we want you to sell more, to give more. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Love you guys. Thank you.